every hour on the hour. When we listen and gain our knowledge and power, we turn to the no bullshit hour. No bullshit. Let's just end breaking this. No more bullshit. No more bullshit. No bullshit. I need a freaking drink. <laughs> I need to get this show over with this week in the history books. And I need to get Blado. Kind of with you. Holy smokes. Uh, let me tell you before I forget. We will not be here the day after Thanksgiving because we just need to hide yeah all right but before i get all morose this is a big program mm. bill hartman of the wayne county board of canvassers the republican the man you love to hate or the man you hate to love i'm looking at him now i'm seeing the backdrop here on um <laughs> facebook live it looks like he's in witness protection He's in an Al Qaeda cell somewhere, hiding out. So we're gonna, we're gonna. Bill and I, he's been on the show. You guys heard him a couple weeks ago. It's been a hell of a. Keep that on, man. It's making me. It's just like my mother's heartbeat in the womb. My mother's heartbeat in the womb. Bill and I have been hanging out for the last couple weeks. I had a feeling Bill was gonna be the guy in the news, and he is. And he's graciously decided to come on here and give his last interview before he goes and hides out for the duration. Speaking of mother in the womb, I love my mother. She's elderly. They're dying again. Yeah, yep. They're dying. They're dying in the nursing homes. We've done nothing, and it's a very distinct pleasure and honor to once again have State Senator Pete Lacido from Macomb County, also the Macomb County prosecutor-elect, to discuss where we're going and where he's going to go with this case. Possibly mm -hmm. voluntary manslaughter charges. Keep that up, man. It reminds me of mom. I call my mom. She's okay, everybody. Good. Remember, Facebook Live's brought to you by American Coney Island. Breaking news from American Coney Island downtown. It's getting so bad with this second lockdown. Oh, you almost did it to me. Here's what happened just, just an hour ago. The drunk Romanian from Lafayette. Uh-oh. Nice guy, about 85 years old, was in the Soviet camps, right? Yeah. Likes to drink a lot. He does odd jobs over there. He's drinking early in the morning. He didn't like the fact that somebody was going into American Coney Island, which is the superior Coney Island. Yeah. To get a Euro, which they don't have at Lafayette. Well, then what's his problem? He started it. Well, they're, they're fighting over customers, bro. He coming in there telling the guy, what the fuck's the matter with you? It turns into a whole thing. The mad Romanian pulls a knife. What? Little little knife. Yeah. He's, he's okay. It's, it's a city. And five squad cars come deep. Yeah, boy. Take his knife. Take him away. He'll probably be out, you know, in time for lunch. And I <laughs> I would recommend that you go to American Coney Island because the gyros are delicious. And Bill Hartman knows because we've had a couple in the last couple weeks. Yes, Republicans, Democrats, Independents, Libertarians, Communists, Antifa, Black Lives Matter, probably a couple of Michigan militiamen all going through it. That's why they call it American. Now, look. You don't know. Put that back on. What? Okay. I'll instruct you, bro. 
Right. I was just it's trying just, to cue up a clip. Oh, <laughs> it's going to cue up a clip. <laughs> you don't want to go out. You don't know if you can go out. In Detroit, they're dying because they shut it all down. We, I know in the suburbs, they haven't shut anything down. Please, please patronize American Coney Island. Good friends of the show. Good friends of the community. Or if you don't want to, remember, holidays are here. Get a Coney kit delivered to your door, your friends, your loved ones, football games, the whole nine. Go to AmericanConeyIsland.com. All the fixings in a box. How was that? Beautiful. Shit. How many more times am I backing this thing up? Oh, you... You want me to do it the whole show? Yeah, a little bit more. Well, just, I mean, full disclosure, I had it longer on another file, and that's what crapped out on us right as we were starting, so I had to go to the shorter version. You notice this whole show is always crapping out. Yeah, what's the one consistent, me? Pete Lacido's driving, you know, like, I, hey, Pete, why don't we do a bit? You drive, sing campfire songs to yourself, and we'll, we'll pop in. But I really do. The guy's really reasonable, to be honest. When you have long talks with these politicals, which I do all week long, try to get you the truth, and you're all losing your mind out there. You want to pick your own truth. We'll have the truth now, but before we do it, if you're having problems. Yeah. Right, so a lot anything. of people are, yeah. Your contractors, your city. Is there anyone who can help us? ADR. Oh, okay, great. Barry Ellen Tuckett, ADR Consultants. Honest, ethical, smart, and I'm going to have them look into this fucking loop of yours. <laughs> I think I just need a new computer. 248-318-9424. As you all know, they are experts in procurement, government compliance, information technology, and property management. Here we go again. COVID Part 2. They're experts. Got a construction firm? You don't have to shut it down. Or do you? What about home construction? What do the local municipalities say? What are your rights? I have no it's idea. Call Barry Allen Tuck free consultation, 248-318-9424. Prove your bottom line. Get the job done right on time on budget, ADR consultants. All right. Let me set this up. Uh, let me hear you. Bill, check one, two, one, one. Bill, can you hear me? One, one, two, one, one, two, one. Look at that. He's in a, he's in, he he's, in he's in Bin Laden's cave. <laughs> what what <laughs> county? <laughs> I'm in, I'm in a bunker underneath a nondescript building. <laughs> so let me turn up my uh, gain a little bit here. Bill Hartman, of the Wayne County Board of Canvassers, yeah. is, is a man of the planet right now, caught up in the crosswinds. Of politics, this fucked up election, what happened was the vote happened, lots of allegations, nothing, nothing profound about fraud. They had, the county had two weeks to certify the the results, basically, is the total what, what they say it is, right? How many votes were cast? That's what that's what Bill did. Bill's a Republican. They set the certified, it's ministerial, it's usually just a rubber stamp, and Bill refused to certify it and then people called him a racist for a couple of hours got some threats etc went into the back room cut a deal came back rescinded his vote and then filed an affidavit the next day saying wait i want to rescind my resend and this is what bill was putting up with that night this is this is just a little taste of when this community heard that bill didn't want to Certify their vote. Hello, this is Pastor Edward Pruitt. I'm out of Westland uh, Church in Labonia. Um, first thing I want to speak and say, how dare you? You picked other people because you could pronounce their name. That is a shame. Shame on you. Your racist ignorance was showing. You should not have said that. 
Hmm. So, Bill, are you a racist? Everybody says I'm not, and I don't feel that I am. Then why would you move to disenfranchise 250,000 votes out of Detroit? Well, it didn't disenfranchise the votes at all. All it was doing is, if we didn't certify, it was going to put it to the state where they have 10 more days to go through the records to try and get everything to balance. But what was your issue then? Why, did, why, didn't you just want, why didn't you just wave it on through like we've done every other election? You mean what? Oh, because in the primary, we were 52% or no, 72% out of balance. And the Secretary of State said that they were going to make special moves, work with the city, make things better. And that's what we anticipated. It was going to be better. But it, um, when they finally gave us our results, which uh, normally give us a printed out executive summary, Instead, uh, they read it, and I tried to write it down as quickly as I could. Um, it came out to approximately 71% out of balance. So hold that document up again. I mean, for those listening can't see, I, I can to- I can point to what different things mean on here also. Let me, I'm going to, I have to go walk over to this monitor, Mark. Go ahead and. Well, it's, it's hard to read it anyway. It's uh, just because of the internet, but uh, there's numbers on there. There's numbers on a sheet. That's all I can tell you. It looks, it looks like me trying to go through the governor's um, yeah, COVID, the COVID numbers count. and try to figure out <laughs> on a back back. Of so the what we have right here, this is this is the number of the Detroit AB counting boards that balanced. There's 39. All the rest of these did not balance. There's 95 out of 134. That comes out to roughly 71 percent. Bill, point of clarity, can you when you say they didn't balance for people to understand what does that mean when, when you say it doesn't what doesn't balance? What does that yeah, mean? What the, yeah, sure. It's uh, it's like balancing your checkbook. So <laughs> if there were X number of uh, votes cast, there should be X number of ballots there. Uh, if they didn't, if you have a uh, precinct, let's say uh, 2000 people in it and only 1200 people vote, that means I should have 800 blank ballots located you know, so that everything balances out. Uh, so they always say it's, it comes to zero. And so, how uh, common is an imbalance mm-hmm, in an election mm-hmm. anyway? As Charlie said before, you know, in some instances, it feels like you just wave it through. But how how frequent or how common is an imbalance in an election? No, no, no. Stop, 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 stop. No, stop, stop. Let's get this straight. What this means. What yeah. being out of balance means is. How many votes were cast and how many voters were there? You check into a polling booth or you mail in your envelope. How many votes were cast as opposed to how many voters? Correct? More or less, Bill? Very similar to that, yes. Okay, go ahead, Karen. No, that was just my question. And I was asking for a point of clarity so people listening would understand the definition. And then my next question was, how common or uncommon is an imbalance in an election? Uh, out of balance in some areas is very common as far as uh, you're always going to have some. Now, I, we have had cities that have none. Uh, everything balances. All their precincts balance. Uh, it's not unusual to have a few, but not anywhere at this degree. Well, let me um, go like this. Okay, let, let, me, let, let, let me take this. Let me take this. Bill. Balance way better. Bill. 71% of the precincts were in balance. We had more votes than voters or more voters than votes. What was the range? How many votes total in Detroit were out of balance? We don't even have that number well, you yet. Have to remember, we don't, we don't count votes. We count 
the ballots. We count the sheets of paper. Right. Ballots, right. Okay. okay. So Everybody understands what I'm saying. Yeah. How many? Yeah, go ahead. How many ballots were out of were out of whack? What are we talking? Ten thousand total. I don't know. No, they didn't give us a number. Yeah, but what, what's the word? What's the word? Um, the mo well, we had forty three precincts. This is in the AV County boards that were it said plus or minus four. Four. So that's the very plus or minus. Um, and the highest number that were out were twenty nine over and thirty three under. Okay, thirty three and twenty nine over. Okay, in Detroit. Yeah, it's just Detroit. Yeah. Okay, so we're talking a couple of hundred votes here, right? It would seem. That's yeah, assuming that everyone voted on every ballot. Okay, a couple of hundred votes out of 167,000 absentee and 250,000 total seems to me is just a human error. Is Detroit, Bill, think real hard before you answer this. Is Detroit and Wayne County corrupt? Was this process corrupt? No, I couldn't answer that. I don't know. All I know is that the balance, of, they don't balance. That's all we have to do. We want to make sure everything comes out at zero, because if it doesn't come out at zero, it cannot be recounted. Absolutely. So but, if there's a recount, but right, here, so if there's a recount somewhere uh, and the precinct is out of out of balance, it cannot be recounted. You once have to again, go I, we get that. Let's not is. do that. Don't do that to me, brother. Let's, you know, and by the way, all of you listening and uh, save your fucking emails and your hate shit to me. Y you love me? When I'm going after Democrats and then you hate me when I'm trying to get shit straight. I don't like it. You can fool yourself. Bill and I are cordial. We know each other. So this isn't me haranguing Bill. This is I want clarity. This is serious. Right. As, thanks, Bill. Right on, brother. Can I get it right on? That's right. right. Power to the people. This is America. See, so Bill, Bill is okay. You out there, grow a pair, Bill. Did you see? And by the way, let's get this clear. They never gave you a document, an official document, logging each precinct, the over, under, and the total out of balance, did they? No, they never did. They never listened to me, city clerk, county clerk, secretary of state. You shit the bed here. Because it was good, you were focused on election night, and then... You got you, you went and took a victory lap and got lost in the weeds. They had two weeks to get this balance and get a report into Bill's hands. You didn't get an official ballot or paperwork in Bill's hands. Is that correct, Bill? Yes, that is correct. In the past, have you got still, still have you, to this day? I have never received anything. It's not prepared. I've been calling all week. I'm shocked. I'm absolutely shocked. This is so slothful. They're asking for mayhem. In the past elections, Bill, would you, on the day of certification, have such a document in your hand? Yes, we would. We always have. Number two, in the primaries in August, in 2018 and 2016, these precincts, as you're talking now, were also out of whack, were they not? Yes, they were. And you certified them, did you not? We did, okay. with a resolution. With the resolution. So what's the difference now? The difference was at first we didn't certify because it was just as bad as in the primary, 
But then there was this backdoor deal cut with Jonathan Kinlock and the vice president of the board of canvassers and the ranking uh, Democrat. So we were going to have another resolution asking for an external audit, uh, a third party audit. That's the only reason I agreed to certify. Let's get this clear. Right. Because, again, you're either the most loved or the most hated man in America at the moment. And I think you just want to go back to being a guy. Right. You said, I refuse to certify this if it stands like this, seeing as uh, we've we've had this mess and we discuss it and I have no official document. Is that correct? That's correct. Okay, so you go to the back room after being called a racist for a couple of hours and you're scared. Is that fair to say? Did it rattle you? I need that. (laughs) <laughs> That's it, for sure. Did it rattle you, bro? It did rattle me, you know, and um, we had the sheriff's department there. They couldn't believe what they were hearing coming over the Zoom either. That's honest. And I, in a, in a way, I think people had it right. So you go, I'm going to, I know Mark, you know, let me just get this and then you go. So you go to the back room with Jonathan Kinlock, mm-hmm. who's also been on the board for a number of years, and you strike a deal. And the deal is you will take back your no vote, give them a yes vote. Because Jonathan said, I assure you, we will we will have the audit done as you wish. Is this correct? That is correct. And then I wake up the next day and find out you want to rescind your rescind. Because why? Because Benson came out and said that she did not need to honor the resolution. So you figure you got suckered. Yes. She said, well, we've got the certification, but we don't have to honor the resolution. Go. So you were not bullied into changing your vote that night then? It was because you had a deal. Okay. No, I was ready to walk out of the place um, with the no vote Um, and throw it to the state state board of canvassers. After you flipped and made a yes vote, were you bullied then by the other side, upset at what you did? Uh. On the Republican side, I got a lot of crap because I switched my vote. From who? Just to to general people. Not everyone, you know. Some people said you're great, and other people said it's it's a mix. You know, you never can please everyone. Did the president call you? He did after we were outside. You told me that night that he was mad at you, and then you told me this morning that he was supporting you. Be honest. No, no, he was not mad. He wasn't mad. Well, you told me he he was mad. No, he was appreciative that all the work that we had done and all the abuse that we had taken and but, to keep up the good work. That's but at the he, end of the night, you you voted to certify. So how would the guy be happy? I don't know. Maybe he didn't hear that part. But that's what that's what he heard. I, I was in uh, Chairman Palmer's car at the time when the call came in. So that was the same call. I mean, because she's talked about the phone call in in the papers and then a press conference. That's is that the same call? It was. We were both in the same car at the same time. You were you were really rattled that night, bro. I was rattled. I in fact asked the sheriff if I could have security uh, escort, and then I decided not to go home and I went to another nondescript location, which the sheriff's department recommended that I do. Okay, look, and here let's just. I'm looking at your affidavit. Mm-hmm. Have you been meeting and working with the Trump people discussing, you know, affidavits and public appearances and whatnot? When? when? Like afterwards, Wednesday, Thursday, today? Not the Trump, no, not the Trump people. I have an attorney. Does he meet with Trump's people? I don't know who he meets with. You, Bill. He just. I just talked to him. If I have 
if people want to talk about certain things, I refer them to him. Okay. I'm going to say yes, but okay. Yes. That's a yes. But I'm looking at this affidavit of yours and I have Mm -hmm. it signed by you. And it says one of the reasons is you couldn't certify Detroit because it was out of whack, right? Yeah. What? I've got the cert. I've got it right here. Hold well, on. we think it's out of whack because officially we still don't even know how many votes. But Livonia, oh, yeah, right. Livonia, was more out of whack than Detroit. And your colleague, Republican colleague Monica Palmer, said, "Why don't we certify everything but Detroit?" Can you see where some people would scream racism? Yeah, totally. I mean, I see, understand. Because then after she said that, I said, "Wait a second. This is a whole county issue. We've got Livonia would also." We need to go to the whole county. Okay, say that again, because I disagree with you, and that's a democracy. I don't think mm-hmm. you should have, at this time, made the stand where you, in the past, like when Trump won Michigan by 10,700 votes, you certified mm-hmm. it. I disagree with it. But what I do agree with is you made a stand. If the whole county's a mess, then let's take a look at the at the county. I don't agree that's with right. that, but- yes. But you said the whole, the stop the whole, stop the presses. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not just Detroit was not just the only issue. I mean, we had Livonia too. So, I mean, that's why you can't just think, single out Detroit because it wasn't the only area that had problems. Karen, did you had a question? Now, I'm trying to sort this out. I, I just, my, my thing is, is that in, a, in an election when everybody's already questioning uh, the authenticity of the process. I mean, what does this do for voter confidence, not just in the state of Michigan, but certainly for, for Wayne County and the city of Detroit? Voter confidence. Well, one thing is they have to understand, most people don't even understand what we do. Okay, that's the first thing. Because they cast their ballot and then they hear on the news who won and who lost. And the news media does not pick who won, who wins and who loses. It's the board of canvassers and... After that, then they can ask for recounts if they're, you know, like if their elections are close. So that we're trying to get people educated onto what the whole process is. And I think it's just a misunderstanding because when, how yeah, when people started saying racist, I don't think they heard everything. Well, how, how are you trying to do that? Because I've often said that from all, uh, you know, the county clerks, as well at the state level, that mm-hmm. voter awareness and engagement and education shouldn't start two to four weeks before the election. So what's happening to make people understand? Because I, I do think that there is a <sighs> detachment from that. But what is actually happening to try to bring people up to speed? Not a lot, to tell you the truth. Um, I get a lot of lip service as we should do it, but nobody does anything. Okay, I want to do this, and then I'll let you go because I got uh, Macomb County Prosecutor like champing at the bit, and he's right. at his, singing songs. Look at me, look like a pit bull and shit. <laughs> he's scaring me, dude. Um, Bill, honest as you yeah. can, dude, because we've talked, and and you know I'm here to get it straight. I know who right. you are and what you think. By what you were told, and the scribbling and scratching, and the total votes out of whack. Mm-hmm. Tell me, man. Do you see mass fraud? Now that's a it's an easy one. It's a do you see mass fraud in Wayne County that would tip this election 155,000 votes? No. Say it again, man. I'm going to be No, I don't. I don't. But you have to remember our job is just to make sure that the precincts all balance. Okay. That's all we do. Pause, pause. 
Say that again for me. I know, brother. That's exactly why we had you on. Did you mm-hmm. see appreciable fraud that would turn this election to President Trump? No, I did not. Thank you. Mark, go ahead. So you were you were saying about Livonia, there were problems there. They didn't match up. Was there the case where you were going to certify every other city but Detroit within Wayne County? Because that was one of the narratives that came out. He said no. Okay. No, I mean, well, that's what was said at first, but then it was revisited and included the whole county because now we have Detroit included. The, the issue isn't just in Detroit. There was other communities, too, that were out of balance, which we haven't even brought up. But um, it's it, that's why you can't just say Detroit. It's not just Detroit. Was other this, than Livonia, who else? You mentioned, you mentioned Livonia. Any, what other? Uh, Hamtramck, we had a lot of problems in Hamtramck. We had e-course also. Um, was this election any worse than any other election you've presided over? And f- as far as mistakes, fraud, uh, matching things, up. it's it's hard to say because I never got the report. Um, okay, okay. So let me do this. Uh, I don't know what happened to Lacido, but Bill, I know you got uh, an appointment. And we're talking to the Trump people. I don't, I don't really know. Him. I don't <laughs> yeah, thanks. <laughs> I need okay, the pressure. <laughs> well, 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 to that point, you know. Uh, Monica Palmer had a press conference today. You don't feel the need to be part of that, or you do you not feel the need to do your own press conference? I mean, we appreciate you having, being on with us. No, I, I don't really see the need for a press conference. Um, you weren't asked, were you? No. Ah, she's falling in love with the spotlight. Number two, how the hell did your affidavit get out? I have no idea. Yeah, here you go. Washington Post had it. That look, that's the Trump people, man. You have. I know you don't know. I'm trying to track it down, but look at that. A man ca- caught up in the crosswires. Here's what we say. He was promised they they would take a look at it. He was going to put the the pause on everybody, which I disagree with. He says there's no appreciable fraud by what he can see, and that's that. <clears throat> Did you hear that, folks? That's how adults speak. That's how we do it. Bill, I appreciate the big balls. If you want to give a pitch for the American Coney Island Euro, tell everybody <laughs> it's worth taking a knife for. It is, really, and it's got real Vidal onions in it, too. Look at this guy. <laughs> All right, man, good luck. Keep your head down, and uh, God bless America. I hope your week gets better. All right, thank you. I have to go, though. Okay, yep, talk to you. Okay, bye-bye. Eh? Huh? A tough position for him to be in it's there's i i understand why two hundred fifty thousand people would be very upset when you see two people the the perception is the two people are trying to change the election well, and he's yeah. right nobody understands how the board of canvassers work remember bill was talking about nine hundred thousand people sure okay if he's gonna, you're gonna do it for one you're gonna do it for all. i disagree he must in his heart of hearts disagree but he didn't and then he did and then he didn't want to when he says, I see no appreciable fraud and there's not enough numbers to Basic change fact. That's what he said, ladies and gentlemen. That's what he said. He wasn't misled and walked down and out. He also told you there weren't 138,000 ballots came into Cobo Hall in the late of night. Yeah. That's what I said. So when you're all giving me the tweets and the texts, go back and see what I said. I saw no appreciable fraud in Cobo Hall. Fact. Okay, listen. We got to get to Pete Lacido. Uh, but before we do, remember, remember, the market's up and down like a washwoman's ass on Monday. Don't overreact. Get some help. My good buddy, Luke Nowacki. I know he's listening. 248-663, a Pinnacle Wealth Management. 
right? What's Mark going to do six months from now? Oh, who knows? What's going to be the cascading effect I, about real estate? I have no idea. Six I, years? I, it's tax season. What do you do about that? Un, un, I don't know. I, I, I call someone else and let them handle it. It's called Luke Nowacki. Get advice. Get a strategy. Call Luke. He's carrying a fire plug in those pants to boot, ladies. <laughs> Don't that <laughs> hey, it's another reason to call him, Karen. You can see they're, te- they're tweeting and texting it. <laughs> Luke Nowacki at Pinnacle Well, 248-663-4748. Hit it. Securities and investment advisory services offered through Royal Alliance Associates Inc. Member FINRASIPC. Royal Alliance Associates Inc. is separately owned and other entities and or marketing names, products, or services referenced here are independent of Royal Alliance Associates Inc. I'll break it off in your ass. Ah. All right, let me set up. Uh, let me set up our. Let me set up. Our next guest is really important. It's a follow up. Big things are happening. Uh, let, let me just let me give you the this week's rant. Okay, yes. here's the rant. Nursing homes. Listen, folks. Nursing homes and long term care facilities last week accounted for only four percent of all COVID cases in Michigan, and that doesn't sound too bad. But then again, they accounted for sixty three percent of all the deaths, and that's an outrage. The rotten care provided to our elderly has been in the spotlight for months, and it continues. Somebody in government has to go. Better yet, the government needs to fix the shit. As we all know, COVID-19 kills old people, and so we've again shut down the comings and goings of young people to protect the elderly. So why do they keep dying and the government won't tell us as we sit out here withering on the money tree? Unemployment benefits have dried up for most of us in Michigan. There are no stimulus checks coming from Washington on the horizon. Washington isn't budging. Trump isn't transitioning. COVID is raging. And the governor of Michigan has practically locked us all down again. After all the physical and economic carnage of the past eight months, we come to find out the nursing homes in Michigan are still screwed up. Why? I don't know. That's the answer I get when I call offices of politicians, bureaucrats, and lobbyists in Lansing. I don't know. COVID-19 is a forest fire. It's setting records every day. Hospitals are filling up, and so are the morgues. Only a callous fool would say that we should do nothing and let the game of herd immunity play itself out. But why shut down the restaurants and bars where hundreds of thousands of people make their livings when there's no evidence that they're causing the spike in infection and death? The fact of the matter is long-term care facilities are the central place of death in the early stages of this second wave, just as they were in the first wave, and precious little's been done to correct the squalid conditions and performance inside the state's nursing home facilities, home for the aged, and adult foster centers, collectively known as long-term care facilities. Consider last week there were 409 deaths attributed to COVID, according to the state's uh, health department. But when you subtract the asterisk they keep giving us, those are the deaths within that total which were attributed to a vital record search, which means those are prior COVID deaths that were never counted during the last wave, which made the state and the governor's reaction look way better than it actually was. Subtract the asterisks and you now see there were 265 deaths last week. So I called the health department and asked the time and location of those asterisk deaths. I don't believe we could provide that, said a bureaucrat. 
Well, how about a place of death? I don't know. Is there a database somewhere? I don't believe there is. Has anyone ever died who contracted it in a restaurant? I don't know. This is what we've been putting up with. Now, there's a new database that tracks weekly COVID cases and deaths, specifically inside the nursing homes. It was created as a part of a slew of laws passed in October by the state legislature after the Supreme Court ruled that Governor Whitmer must relinquish her grip on power. According to that new database, dig this. 166 seniors in long-term care facilities died last week. What that means is that nearly two-thirds of the recent COVID deaths are nursing home related. And that's just outrageous. What have they been doing all these months when everybody knew a second wave was coming? More outrageous still, nearly one-third of all the licensed long-term care facilities are required to report but have not. Why is that? Again, I quote the bureaucrat. I don't know. More outrageous still? The new law also says nursing homes cannot admit or retain an individual infected with COVID unless the state's health department approves the nursing home's COVID area and program. Remember those dedicated facilities, everybody? Oh, yeah. It wasn't that long ago. Mm -hmm. Do they now have separate staff for COVID patients as the law requires? Do they have enough personal protection equipment? If they do, then why are there now more infections among the staff in the nursing homes than the residents who are dying, according to the state's database? And how many long-term care facilities have actually been certified by the state in Whitmer's, Michigan? I don't know the answer to that question. That's what an executive for the trade group representing the nursing homes told me. So I call our next guest. Senator Pete Lacido, who's been elected Macomb County prosecutor and promises to bring a criminal case against Whitmer and her handling of the nursing homes if the evidence leads him there. Lacido's also the man who wrote one of the new nursing home laws. He's an expert on it. He actually fucking cares. He told me that he walked into a facility just this week and they told him they hadn't been inspected. So Lacido told me to contact Lara because they're supposed to be part of this. So I called Licensing and Regulatory Affairs Office. You know what they said? I don't know. You'll need to contact uh, <laughs> DHHS Medicaid as they control the COVID application process. I got that email sent to me from his home. Through all this lockdown, yeah. bureaucrats are still getting paid. I'm glad my elderly mom still lives at home with my brother and isn't trapped between a rock and these hard-ons. And with that, I'd like to welcome in Pete Lacido. Pete, thanks for waiting, man. Really important. Thanks. Appreciate it, Charlie. Thanks, everybody. What's the summation? Where are we at, Pete? Have we, have we gotten a grip on this? No, we haven't gotten a grip. All we do is, as lawmakers, we set policy in place. We set the legalities. I got buy-in both sides of the aisle. So we had Democrats and Republicans come together. Imagine that. We all agreed that there has to be something done. We all agreed to the ingredients. As you recall, the first bill that I put through, the governor vetoed it, even though I had bipartisanship. But there wasn't any solution by her administration, nor her uh, individuals that were in charge. That would be Lara, licensing appeals and uh, regulation and for, and that would also be the DHHS, Michigan Department of Health and Human Services. They control 
the noise or the solution. The noise is the only thing I've ever heard from them, which is this. They don't have a solution. They don't have a goal in mind. So what we did was I had went at Ignosium to hearings before the health policy. And in that committee, I took every recommendation of the governor's of the governor's blue ribbon task force, he called it. And I listened and I added it to the bill that she vetoed of mine. And I gave everything, everything to what that blue ribbon task force said, threw it into the bill that I already had, which had 95% of the recommendations, but I added some other things in there that they wanted, wrapped it up in a bow and got it kicked through the end zone right in to score and the governor signed it. The problem is, and this is something that everybody should listen to, I am not the one that is in charge of her departments. I don't run her administration. The laws in place to protect those seniors, those vulnerables, those individuals that don't have the ability to take care of themselves. Who else is supposed to take care of them? That's our Medicaid dollars. Those are our dollars that are going from our government to take care of people that can't take care of themselves. And it's unfortunate, but at the end of the day, these are supposed to be inspected. They're supposed to be green lighted and approved by the very essence of the department that has that authority and that has that necessary ability to say that this is safe or not safe under medical terms and conditions outlined in the law. Unfortunately, we know that the spread occurred by fact of employees that were going in and out of the facility spreading COVID to the most vulnerable with the compromised immune syndromes. And we had to stop that. That's why we separated keeping infected patients away from safe and healthy patients. And we gave a direction to DHHS, make sure that there's enough PPE the personal protection equipment, make sure that there's enough staff that is separated, i.e. separate staff, and make sure that there is a firewall, an actual firewall and not a curtain that you can see through and have it inspected so that you give us the green light that said that this is going to be safe now. None of these places have been inspected. Most of the places that are, are available, and there's only, I think, three or four of them, or maybe even up to five, they're supposed to have eight. So she's dropping the ball. She's being disingenuous to the very essence of the nature of people she's supposed to protect. And Charlie, like you said, two-thirds of it is coming out of these nursing homes. Doesn't she get it or does she not want to get it? So, Pete, is it because um, she doesn't know what she's doing or do you think it's more nefarious where she doesn't want to do it because what she might find might cost more money or not be certified? I mean, what, what is the reason in your mind? I've had a lot of time to discuss with others that are uh, healthcare experts, a doctor 40 years. He sits in the Michigan Senate. I had another doctor 30 years. She came up to testify for me that deals with these nursing homes. And she said they were never equipped from the onset to deal with COVID. I get it. Governor, I understand. We took sure. a step back and let everybody realize that, you know, we don't know what to deal with it either. But now, after almost now nine months, right? Come on, guys, let's that's, get it together it. here. She's got experts. She's listened to other states. She's taken the heat and the call from other governors. It's simple. Governor Cuomo came clean and said, "What? I made a big boo boo here. I should have never put these people inside of a facility where they're killing other people." 
governor, wake up, smell the coffee. And if you need coffee made, I'll come and make it for you. <laughs> so to, 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 to be clear, because I spent all week looking, there is no comprehensive list of what is the new hub, which is, what do we call that now? The care, yeah. <laughs> care facilities. We, we don't have a list of who's been inspected, right? We, is this correct, Pete? Because I, I, nobody can tell me who's been inspected and who hasn't and what's actually been done. So the tweets don't come in, so we don't get emails. It's Senate Bill 1094, which is now a public act. That bill completely outlines who does what, when they do it, and how they do it, and who signs off that says that everything's safe, honest, transparent, open, including Leslie Love's bills, uh, Representative Leslie Love, that's supposed to track all of these datas that are necessary to prove that it wasn't a restaurant, a bowling alley, a movie theater, that it wasn't your corner store that's all closing down, killing the tax base, and killing us. It really is killing us. Why? Because why? Why our mental state? I feel for my 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 uh, constituents are called my neighbors, but I even feel worse for those in a nursing facility that have been barred from even having the human touch and the human talk because they're dying because of this. They're dying. If you were governor, what would you do? Absolutely open the nursing home. Absolutely keep them safe by giving another facility, like my bill says, giving a care and uh, comfort center for those that have the COVID so you can concentrate, focus, specialize on treating them and leave those people in the nursing facilities that left them to their loved ones. The last days of their lives, you're putting them alone without any love, without any human touch, without anyone. No, God put us all on this earth to be together. And whether it's peaceful, God wanted us to have the appropriate, the appropriateness of at least being human. I've got a friend that's paying one of the workers that's the only one in there after she gets off of work to sit with his mother, show her face on an iPad and talk to his mother with a third party in the room. I don't know how to say this any better. I got a 91 year old mom. I go to her house. I wear a mask. I socially distance. My mom hasn't caught it. Yes. God bless her. I lost my dad at 96 and he would not want to live like this. And neither would my mom. She'd say, look, if I can't see my grandchildren, if I can't see my own children, what is my stated purpose on this earth to lock me in a room, to lock me in a room? Let me die if God wants it this way. Pete, uh, you promised to bring a criminal case. What what criminal charge? Okay, so you got to get a card out first and then put the horse on the, on the, on the card. If the governor and the facts, as Charlie indicated, are shown that she had knowledge, that she disrespected the office, that she took an oath to uphold the laws, as well as didn't change her course and direction by negligence or intentional. Call it what you will. Depends on how it comes out. I'm letting you know now, yes, we will be looking into charging the governor if she failed and let these people die. And why? Her department she's in control of, if she doesn't have the audacity and the authority to take care of business now that she knows the debts are occurring there, she's leaving it to negligent homicide. That's what's happening here, guys. And no one's inspecting. 
And if they're putting people back in for the almighty dollar, then we need to pull the curtain and close it on her and say, Governor, you did wrong. You got to pay the got to pay the piper. You got to pay for your debt. And that's I what's going on here. And I love doing this because things aren't always what they seem anymore with superficial media and talking points. You're a Republican, fiscal conservative, law and order guy. Do you think we need to spend more money, whatever it takes, to get these nursing homes correct and, and keep your nose out of the rest of it? You know what? I, if I was HCAM, Charlie, the Healthcare Administration of Michigan, who actually knows what their members can do and what they can't do, they're the ones that gave the letter to the governor back in March saying we cannot, or the 1st of April, we cannot bring these patients in here. We are not capable of this. But I want to say something else. I'm not an expert in the nursing home industry. I'm not Laura that's licensing them or overseeing them for what's called oversight. I am Pete Lacito, a state legislator that can only listen to the experts as I was a lawyer, now going back to the prosecutor's office and asking the questions and asking, what do you think it needs? And they said separation, complete separation. You don't put sick people around compromised elderly people and tell them that they're going to get better. <laughs> You're ruining their lives. So should we have put, knows it. should we put the money, whether we have it or not, towards protecting these people and then keep the at all costs, at all costs. Our state has $26 billion for DHHS's budget. 26 billion with a B. It's almost half of our state's budget, almost half to take care of people that can't take care of themselves, the mentally ill, the ones that are substance abusers, the ones that are elderly that can't take care of themselves. Where is the money when we need it most? Bingo. And where is the people that are going to allocute on behalf of who wants to have allocution the most? Bingo. And then, and then, then you're going to, I'm sorry, but I look, you all know it out here. Now we're going to destroy the economy. It's not, it's not killing working people and young people. I'm not, look, I'm the one said you'd be a loon if you didn't think this was a pandemic. It absolutely is. You gotta do, put your mask on, dude. Don't go into, I'm sick of going in the damn gas station and, you know, guys pushing me around by not wearing it. Mm -hmm. Put the fucking thing on. You know what I mean? Because you couldn't beat everybody in a fight. But I know who it's hurting and so does Pete and so do all of you out there and it's back. Notice this, Pete. We were saying just months ago, folks, the data shit. Everybody's asking the governor for the data. Where are they dying? And everybody was running this election campaign. Como, Whitmer, we did better than the national average. Hold That's on, Charlie. One more. The, the, the listeners ought to realize that I had wrote a letter to Schneider, our U.S. attorney, as well as Dana Nessel, our attorney general. These are the top law officials of the land in our state. It's Nessel. In our federal system, it's Schneider. I asked for the investigation. He opened the file. The file was supposed to take into consideration was his best practice and policy. If not, why didn't she change course like four other states? And whether or not she has the authority to allow people sick to put into, okay, if there's a violation of the civil rights. That's all well and good. That's all well and good, but that doesn't get us anything done today. No, it didn't change anything, Charlie. We Even all... the laws that were put on the books still aren't being enforced by 
by her own department heads. I just want it fixed. Get, mm. Why don't we get the governor? Why don't we get the governor to get on a show with me? Let's talk yeah. about these <laughs> issues, governor. Let's find out what your department did. What Robert Gordon, your MDHHS director, who's in charge of this particular incident of nursing facilities, the one that shut down these restaurants without any, any data or science, shut them down and said they got to close because there's a big spread. Realistically, what percentage in the restaurant was being spread? With all the money these proprietors spend on plexiglass and six feet apart and two boots and half the population and come on everybody as always i must remind i must remind you and the listeners that uh the invitation again is sitting in the email of the governor's people you are welcome to come on anytime madam we know some things here bring it bring it and here's why she needs to be responsible enough to ask the question she calls press conferences at six o'clock on a sunday when she knows families are around the dinner table and then let's it limited to four questions from the media that is the, supposed to be the caretakers of those for the information. Governor, you need to stand tall and stand around to let everybody ask their question and answer their questions. Don't walk away. And the follow-up question, be, before I let you go here real quick, uh, you're big time Macomb County Republican, Trump. Did he, did he, in your mind, was it swindled from Trump? I don't think so. Here's why. We had an oversight with three of the clerks, one from Kent, one from Ingham, and one from Anthem County. All three of the clerks gave us what happened. And at the end of the day, they indicated that they're solidly firm, and these were Republicans and Democrats, solidly firm on the people's vote. And they felt that the vote was taken. And they said to me, you know, there was like 60 to 70 ballots that we couldn't you know, give the give uh, give the vote to because it wasn't signed or the signature really didn't look like the same signature. Is that enough to make the difference? No. But at the end of the day, you don't take away the popular vote of the people. I don't care who you are. Otherwise, get rid of the system. If the system is broke on how it's voted, change the system, but don't take away the people's right to vote. And, it is constitutionally protected. And to that point, Pete, you won. Congratulations. How do Republicans do the rest of the down ballot in Macomb? They kicked ass. And I'll tell you, I really appreciated the fact that people are getting wiser because the corruption was caused in Macomb County by all the Democrats. Everybody's going to jail over here. okay? and I got a black cloud, a black eye and a black lung I'm dealing with right now. Why does everything have to be black, Pete? Let's just say a band. All right. Hold on a minute. Let's give it a different color. Just just racist just radar. <laughs> racist narc. With you, Pete. <laughs> but I love you. You know that, Karen? You're going to come work for the prosecutor's office. You and I are talking after this. Whoa, whoa. Hey, you, you, you know I love you, Pete. So, I, I, you know, it's all good. You do? Karen, you know him? Yeah, hey, I love Pete. Pete's my guy. No kidding. I mean. Yes. Well. A responsible public official you you know tell us a little bit about pete? pete yeah I yeah mean, first of all pete's a straight shooter you know i mean that's not to say that everything he says i agree with um but, but you have to I, I respect somebody who's going to just give you the truth whether it's something you want to hear or not so i mean pete has always been a straight shooter he's a no bser and you know he works very well on both sides of the aisle for the good of the people that he represents now 
you aren't included in that representation, that's another story. But you know, you got to give credit credit where credit is due. It's it's not Thanks, it's not Karen. a personal thing. So, hey, Karen, Karen, that doesn't come with any extra money in the prosecutor's office. Hey, you know what? Karen. Let me tell you, I had on a sweatshirt yesterday. It says, "You can't buy respect." Everybody knows my opinion. My support is never for sale. That's a personal connection that we've formed over the years. It's got nothing to do with anything. So, so Karen, you, you say Pete's kind of guy that can get the house in order. Oh yeah, I, th- I think he will. I'm, I'm, I told him congratulations. I'm glad he won. So I mean, at, at some point, people have to separate the party and focus on the person. Everything, everything's Republican or Democrat. At some point, what are you doing? What's the impact and the outcome of what you're doing? And will it positively impact the collective good? Everything else is secondary. Pete, what do you make of uh, what do you no. make of uh, Shirky, the Senate Majority Leader, and uh, Chatfield, the House Speaker, going to Washington to meet with Trump? Who knows what he's talking about? And better yet, people shouldn't speculate till they come back. Then you can ask them with a microphone in front of them what's been said and why did they have this uh, the presence of the president. But at the end of the day, I think that parties never, ever served people. It was people that served people. And Karen's right. To her point, get rid of these parties. And I think we're going to go a lot farther in life. I think these parties are a funnel for disaster and economic mm-hmm. reality of gain mm-hmm. to certain people. Instead of everybody helping people, no matter what color, no matter what party, no matter what ethnicity, and no matter what sex. At the end of the day, everybody's got to stick their hand out and grab another person's hand and help them. And, uh, you know, I I don't think so. I think you should just fist bump and stay six (laughs) feet away from each other. Right. Okay. With COVID, I'll take that back. You and I can elbow bump or fist bump. That's fine. All right. Hey, Pete, thanks for having uh, a time for us today. Happy Thanksgiving to all of you, you and your families. Okay. And don't worry about how many people you have in your house. You own it. You pay for it. You make the rules in your own house. Okay, that's that's when we look at it. And I'm not After I just it. cut my list down to four, that's perfect. <laughs> that's right, and I'm not going to see my ma. That's, that's, I agree. Yeah. I, I know what I'm going to do, and I know what this thing does. Y'all make your own decision. But look after the old people, please. Listen, Pete, you got it. Pete is going to get the house in order in Macomb. You out there, you need to get your own house in order. You know what that means. How? Rates are at an all-time <laughs> low. How am I going to tell you? I'm, it can't get to zero, folks. It gets to zero. We're going down the river as shit. Right? <laughs> so what, what, what should I do? You take care. Have a great Thanksgiving. I love you. <laughs> I See you, yeah. I'm still focused on how to get this uh, money out, out of mortgage, my house. Pour, pull out your mortgage document. Take a look at the percentage. If it's above 3.5, what are you doing? Yeah. You could be saving money. Call Hall Financial. Almost 70% of all the loans they're doing don't require an appraisal, folks. Call today to see if you do require one. And if for some reason you do require men, Hall's going to pay for it. Just for November. It's almost over. Hurry up. Right? Yeah. About 500 bucks. Just get it appraised. Check it out. Believe it or not, closing times have sped up again. I don't know how that even is. What, how fast they are? Yeah. Not, I think it's 19 days on average. They got their business. I mean, it's they, people like me that pull the average down because I take forever to get my stuff to them. Yeah. And you're like, well, I'm, you know, I want to think about it again. <laughs> I mean, I do that too, right? <laughs> I'm, that's, just, I'm just slow at getting stuff done. You know that. Yep. No, actually, right now, loans are closing in 10 business days. Well, there you go. Okay. Just go to the website and click Hall Financial to get started. DavidHallMortgage.com. That's DavidHallMortgage.com or call 248-308-5000. Hall Financial, lower payments. What else? Better options, more personal attention. NMLS number 1467435. And you know what? What? 
I wouldn't doubt if you know that that mortgage firm from just down the street probably walking around with a knife, go <laughs> getting ready to stab <laughs> someone. <laughs> at halls, that's to... look at halls where I do my business. Hey, what's up, Red? What up, no? Comedian Detroit Red, where where you at right now? For those that can't see but are listening, uh, I'm sitting in my car taking a break from Ubering with your mask off, spreading yeah, the COVID well, and a cigarette. <laughs> Listen here, my car is safer than any state-run nursing facility. I got. I don't want to be in either. I got sanitize hand sanitizer. I got masks. I got gloves. And if you just look like you infested, I'm spraying you down before you even get in the car. Well, wait a minute, man. If if Lysol would fucking kill it we, we wouldn't be having this problem you you really think a can of lysol i ain't getting in your car listen first of all it does kill it we just can't keep it on the shelves because they keep buying it and toilet paper and bullets i think people need to wash their hands people are nasty they're still trying to convince people to wash their hands that's that basic something? that is something that's amazing i mean you know washer you i don't get that i don't want to be told what to do. i'm not washing my hands anymore that's why I'm not eating it in everybody's house for Thanksgiving, because you don't know who actually washes their hands after they take a whiz. <laughs> well, as I've said before, I might not always wash my hands after taking a whiz because I haven't stuck my dick in any like strange mud hole and I didn't piss on my hands. So why would I be doing that? Charlie. What, what about nut must? I mean, I'm just saying. It's all kind of things you should wash your hands for. I'm sorry, Karen. He started it. Just change your underpants, Red. It's going to fucking solve half of your issues. My, my underpants are clean, but, you know, after you sit in the car for six hours, something's going to get sweaty and musty. <laughs> I'm just saying, let's be real. Fix the shit. Is this how we're going out for Thanksgiving? Is this? Well, you know, Karen, we kind of got to because everybody's... Well, it was supposed to be on a higher note, but I read you're in a little bit of trouble. Yeah, everybody's just and, a little and, loopy. You're not shaving my nuts, Charlie. I'm <laughs> telling you that right now. Red, I wouldn't even know where you had a set of nuts, brother, to be honest with you. I mean, that's not a that's man thing. It's like, pocket. I never even thought about that till now. <laughs> now they're, they're dangling from the, like out, out west, man, from them um, uh, F-150s and shit. Oh, yeah. They got the metal balls. <laughs> in the back, yeah. yeah hanging yeah. from the back. Yeah. I, I love those. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a look. But hey, Red. Boy. Well, Karen, this was supposed to be an uplift. Yes. And Red decided he was going to, you know, really stretch his creative rainbow, as it were. And he was going to do a feel good piece. You know, it's Thanksgiving. Do unto others. You know, uh, bless your brother and sister. Uh, a nice warm meal. Some, some, some human interaction, like Pete's saying. Mm -hmm. So, Red, much to his credit, now, Red's not trained in much. Not even wearing the mask, quite frankly. Oh, he is on his ears. Oh, Jesus. You, you know what? I, I, I don't want to hear this shit. There you go. <laughs> there there, <it> is. there. <laughs> <laughs> Pull one over your tongue. I got it on. Yeah, and I Pull want one you, in your underwear, too. Yeah, and I want you to take that Wonder Bread wrapper and wrap your, your, nut, your junk in it. <laughs> <laughs> so Red wants to go no. out and... And Red, I, I, I think, use the mask package for that. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, the extra loaf. That's right, Red. The giganto loaf for that yeast infection of yours. <laughs> okay, so Red, I think Red learned something, right? That yes. that you, the media, even if you make fun of it, it, there's some profession to it. There's some art to it. 
even though you yes. might laugh at it, there, there's it takes something. You can't just show up. So Red went out and did a really good thought. He's going to follow a couple. Tell us what you're going to do here, Red. And who it was? Uh, well, basically, it's a uh, couple that's from the Metro Detroit area. Give us their name. They've been driving around for the last three years on their own dime and donations, and helping the homeless and the needy, the hungry and the needy, basically in downtown Detroit in the Southwest area. Uh, so I decided to take a ride with them, give a hand, and uh, also bring some attention to them, so we can all get involved. And helping a little more. Give us their name on this side of it, and we'll come back and give their name on the other side. Who are they, and how do we get a hold of them? Uh, their name is Matt and Rose, and they're with FDDR. That's Feeding Detroit and Downriver. You can contact them if you want to make a donation at FDDR.org, or you can reach out to them on Facebook under FDDR. Okay, now let's... Let's play a little bit here of Red's fan. Basically, I think he's he's gonna get an Oscar for this. <laughs> What's up, everybody? It's me, your boy, comedian Detroit Red, and we down here today. We're about to ride with FDDR. What? What? What, what? <laughs> dude, what, what was that? What, dude, that what's your oh, haircut? Are you standing on top of the engine? Yeah. What are you? What, what, dude. Yeah. What are you? Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> Play some more. I, let's see if I can hear anymore. Help pass out some meals and some clothes to the homeless. What? If you don't know who FDDR is, what? No, we it don't stands know. for Feeding Detroit what? and Down River. And you ready? What a hand. We can't get enough. Let's let's open up with myself for a minute here. <laughs> and I, and I, I mean, no offense, Red, but um, you're next to their bus and it's got a lot of information like their website on it, but it's reversed. It's mirrored. Oh. Well, you know, if I had better shooting equipment, I mean, it ain't like the budget at No BS News Hour is the biggest. I'm using an Android phone and a, a lapel mic. I'm doing the best I can. You're lucky I didn't pull out a Cracker Jack box with a magnifying glass. It might have turned out better. It's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a struggle piece. It's all good, Red. Oh, you've been driving the bus. Uh, I have a DDR, y'all. Been, you've been driving around. Are you still talking, Red? Hello? <laughs> fucking eight minutes into this thing. This is Ziggy. Um, this is our bus. We go out six days a week, and we... What's she saying? We're servicing anywhere between... Probably I don't know. The car's too loud. Hey, Red, have them turn off the bus for a minute. Well, you know, um, <laughs> I'm a comedian. Let, let's cover that. No, this and piece was I hilarious. Not yeah, this one piece is a goddamn class at Specs Howard. Uh, if y'all want to send me there, let me know. Um, and you don't want to go think there. About it. I, I, I didn't think about it. Well, that's that's what we're doing now. We're going to humiliate you so you fucking think about it. <laughs> Every day. Six days a week. Six days a week. All so you registered nurse. You working in the hospitals with this. Yep. And then after getting off work, you still came out. Yep, we do. And passed out even when the, everybody was in the house and yeah 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 wow. we you know, we quarantined ourselves from our family but not our family here on the street because unfortunately you know so they still need to eat. After sitting and talking with Matt, here's Red again. Oh, look. a voiceover. Oh, that's that's professional. It's professional, and all of a sudden, like the bus disappeared for no freaking reason, right? So great idea here, Red. Terrible execution. Let's see what we got here. Books for the kids too. Yeah. Oh, here's the bus again. Okay, here's Red. How long did it take to set up that shot, Red? Good job, Red. 
Red, oh, Red, who are you giving the food to, Red? Why is the camera on you, Red? I have no idea what's going on. What the fuck okay, is going- first of all, let's clarify this. Okay. I didn't want to just have a camera in these folks' face. You know, surprisingly enough, That's okay. we just think that homeless and hungry people are just people that's that's out here. But I seen mm-hmm. parents with their kids. Mm-hmm. I seen a couple married couples. Hey, I mean, man, that's great. Wow, folks. man. I didn't want to Hey, be Red, I'd like to see him too. <laughs> huh? I'd like to see him too. I'm glad that's what you saw. Well, I think he's. You're trying to say you're, 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 you want to respect. Though. Yeah, we don't want right. to exploit. You don't want to exploit. Right. Now, all that being oh, said, hey, wow. Every time yeah. you do something, you're taking your picture and posting whoa, it. Look whoa, at this person whoa. I fed. What's I got with you, you guys? I'm, I'm with you on that. I think that's very thoughtful. Fired. Yet it's still uh, not the most appeasing thing to look at. Excuse me. Um, this is a this is a a, a media concern. It's. It's journalism. We're chronicling life. And you're like, well, I don't really want to show you life, so I, I'm just going to show you myself. Then don't do it. People don't mind if you come in a right way, a proper way. People want to be chronicled. They matter. It's, it's a balance. Three hours. There we go. And passed out almost 150 meals to people of all That's a good ages. Shot. Some murky dudes As outside a dirty window. With their parent, there goes red again. by themselves, okay. and as old as sixty and seventy. Yeah, I remember seeing countless that. gloves okay. and socks. That, that, that was my incognito shot right there. I figured I would try to show without showing, and apparently I did that wrong too. Okay, I love this. Okay, there's a, here. Let me teach you something. They don't teach you specs, Howard, but they teach it in every journalism school. Don't tell me, show me. Right? You're not showing me. You're telling me. That's not going to work for me. He tried, Charlie. I know. but Look, here's the thing. We were talking last night. I'm like, Red, you worked really hard, bro. I'll just put it on, but you don't want me doing that. Why don't we just bust your nuts for about 15 minutes? Because he works hard. And we talked about that before. He does. I mean, you've come a long way, Red. Oh, no. Red's fucking awesome. fucking great. Red's now trying to do what Matt Phillips does. Red's now trying to do what documentarians do. N- not exactly your wheelhouse, but you could tell by what the woman was saying and, you know, about their lives and what they do and where they work and how, you know, that the thought is correct. Yeah. But, and understand this. Charlie is the consummate professional. Mark, yes. they, know, they know the business. I mean, I've tried yes. to do a couple things and Charlie is, you know, run down the list like, no, Karen, don't do this. So this is how we learn. So everybody, I want everybody to know because people are saying, why are we dog and red? It isn't personal. Charlie's just trying to all make sure that we are our best. That's yes. it. Well, no, I'm dog and red. I, I want to say this. You notice I didn't volunteer to come in the studio today. It was a reason for that. That's because you're in the COVID mobile, dude. The fucking now, now, I, I didn't know works. what else he might try to shave. I wasn't taking no chances. <laughs> if anybody else wants to dog him, uh, YouTube.com Comedian Detroit Red is your channel. Um, like the video and then rag him in the comments, okay? Nicely done. Please, hey. I accept all criticism. <laughs> And then you can see the other videos and see the evolution too. How much did you spend more time on this piece or the one at the peep show? Um, I think I spent more time on this piece. I did actually, because I took, I thought I was taking a lot of good footage and (laughs) it took me a minute to go through it. And I was trying to pick out what would be the most informative and also show them and what they do. 
So uh, I, it took me a lot longer to go through okay. all the footage that I had. And, and, and how do you think you did? None of it was good. And, and let's not forget. <laughs> yeah, that's you know, right. Let's not forget Red, you know, had a major coup uh, for the, the gunman, uh, yes. you know, a, a month or so ago that nobody else got. I mean, he walked in, he got the guy. So he he's got some he's got some cred, and he's And he's the Red Baron. And last week, the dead uh, the dead guy that voted. Yeah. Oh, by the yep. way, I was on a National Urban Affairs show. They called me. We're talking about stuff, and they played your piece in its entirety. Red, that thing banged See? around. Red's the only guy. Oh. Yeah. So you know this one, you're really trying to stretch, and I really think you cramped up. I re- I really do. <laughs> So uh, maybe I didn't drink enough water before this race. <laughs> <laughs> you should probably have a stiff drink. Hey, you uh you done? You want to get a drink? Hey, you know it. So come on, head on this way, man. Friday fun day. You know how we do it. All Let right. me tell y'all something. Right. He may shave my head, <laughs> but he'll definitely get me drunk enough to forget about it. <laughs> <laughs> then you don't even know what's happening, do you? What what's my your haircut, Red? You know, the, uh, Trina came in and gave you a nice little haircut. What yeah. happened to it? Uh, we ain't got it fixed. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not and I'm not knocking Miss Trina because I want to let everybody know she was not prepared to cut that. She <laughs> thought she was going to give Charlie a nice nip and tuck. And this the you know, haircut was punishment for being late on an assignment. And that's why I didn't come in the studio today, because I'd be damned if you shave anything. Well, else. Let's be honest, dude. Here's the thing. You're, you're a little bit thin back there, so that high fade's not going to work. Kind of looked like a sort of a, you know, an iron was left on the back of your head. But then right. what, you, what you said to me was, bro, I, I got to walk the streets of Detroit. I can't be walking around with a red fucking high fade. He was I already catch wear- enough as the lightest black man in America, so I didn't need that haircut to make it no harder. <laughs> On that, hey man, uh, good. Well, I just I don't don't let it get lost. Tell uh, fddr.org is the website yes, for these, these yes. people. Let let me say this right quick. Everybody, we all going through tough times. But if you in a home, you can have a meal, you can enjoy a little security. It's not as tough as some of the people that I saw. And I saw teenagers, I saw kids, I saw elderly people. So if you want to donate, you can donate to cook for them. They take prepared meals. You can donate monetarily. If you got nice clothes, they hand all of these things out and they doing it from their pocket and with their own time. So please go to FDDR.org or to their Facebook page, FDDR. Sometimes they take a minute to get back because they're by themselves doing all of this, but they will get back to you. And I can tell you, they greatly appreciate all the donations and the help that they receive. Beautiful, man. And in the end, you listening, uh, family out there, that's why we're busting Red's balls. Mm-hmm. For fun to set up that. Yes. Remember this. It's a better day. There's a war being fought, but it's it's not with each other. Don't make it that. It's war with yourself. Right? Yes. It's just happy Thanksgiving. Better days will be here. Try to love one another. And remember, this is the best freaking news hour around, and you know it. Thanks, Barnacle Bill Hartman, for being here. Pete Lucido, Governor, you're always welcome. Red, Karen, I love you. If you go up to the prosecutor's office, 
Don't lose track. You still have to do this show. Gotcha, Charlie. Hallelujah. See you all. And Happy all Thanksgiving. And Thanksgiving cooks, wash your damn hands. And your balls. See you in two weeks. You may talk about the men of Gideon. You may talk about the men of Saul. But they're not like the good old Joshua. The battle of Jericho. Hallelujah. Joshua the battle of Jericho. Jericho, Jericho, Joshua fit the battle of Jericho, and the wolf came tumbling down, hallelujah, Joshua fit the battle of Jericho, 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 Joshua fit the battle of Jericho, and the wolf came tumbling down. Joshua fit the battle of Jericho, Jericho, Jericho. Joshua fit the battle of Jericho, and the wolf came tumbling.